Yo, welcome back to the First and Gold podcast. I'm your host, First and Gold. This is episode 17, uh, season three of the podcast. And ladies and gentlemen, you know, I've been, I wasn't under the weather, but you know, you know, got to take care of your health. Self health is very important in your life. So please, anything self health wise, you know, don't matter if you got diabetes, high blood pressure, which I have, um, high cholesterol, um, glaucoma, whatever, you know, whatever's going on with you health-wise, take care of your health. You know, if you're not feeling, if you're just not feeling up, but you're not sick, but you just not, it's just some ain't right, hey, it's okay to say, hey, I ain't, I ain't I'm, I'm a little off. You know, sit, just go sit your ass down somewhere. But um, but with that being said, though, honestly, just just take care of your health. Health is, health is wealth. Health is wealth. All right, with that being said, we got a jam packed show. Um, I'm ext- I'm more likely going to probably end up extending this episode into episode 18. So, um, so we got a jam packed show. We got college football. We got to talk about. We got NFL to talk about. Let's get into it. Like we ain't gonna honestly. I'm gonna be honest with y'all. We're not even gonna talk about what happened last week in college in college football. We're gonna just talk about what's going on this week. And right now, it ain't too many big games early but i'm gonna be honest with you, there's games there's implication of the playoffs right now and honestly let's go to the rankings i really really never really just focus on the rankings with y'all but this episode we're gonna kind of focus on the rankings because it's getting down to the nitty nitty gritty gritty to the nitty nitty and college football ranking power rankings right now oh sorry that's that's probably this sorry but uh College football playoffs rankings, and you know, most of y'all pretty much know what it is right now. You know, if you watch the show or you got the notification, you know what the rankings are. But but let's be real, none of these rank, none of the rankings the last couple weeks for surely the last couple weeks. The top six is the top six, <laughs> except for number six. LSU did creep back. LSU did move up one spot due to Oregon losing. So like, Oregon's the one team out of the top ten that did lose, but. But to really just uh, say um, any a real shakeup is going to happen, it has to happen this week and next week in the finales. As I, I call this week and next week the finales, because it's because you have implication games this week and you got big ass games next week, and Georgia. But you got to look at each team. We're going to talk about, we're just going to focus on the top 10 teams. So, sorry, Penn State. Sorry, Oregon. Sorry, North Carolina. Which, by the way, North Carolina is 9 and 1. Should be about 7 and 3. But they 9 and 1. They 9 and 1. Not really getting talked about. Shout out to Mac, Mac Brown and that crew at Chapel Hill. You know, is what it is. They rank. They're doing what they're doing. They win a game, surviving, going to the next week. But right now, you ain't gonna get talked about right here. Uh, Ole Miss, you 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 screwed the pooch against Alabama. Simple and plain. We're gonna get to that in a little bit. Uh, Kansas State, you just Kansas State is the part of the best three seven three team in the country. Period. I'm I'm saying this right now. I don't care anybody else's opinion when it comes to Kansas State. Kansas State is the best seventy three team in the country right now, hands down. They're a team that will punch you in the mouth. They're a team that play not even just decent defense. They play very good defense, disciplined defense. 
They you have to beat them to beat them. They're not gonna necessarily beat themselves. They are a very disciplined team that is not necessarily gonna beat themselves unless they just unless that you're unless you're a more talented and overmatched team for them. Just take it into account. TCU barely beat them. <laughs> let that let that TCU is the number four team in the country right now. Put that in your pipe of smoking. This team is sitting at number 15. TCU barely beat them. So this is a very, very, very good 7-3 team right now that could be 9-3 at the end of the season. And I'm going to tell you right now, I'm telling you, they're going to the, they're going to the Cotton Bowl. They're probably, they, they are probably a, a shoe-in for the Cotton Bowl. Whatever SEC team goes to the combo, be prepared for a fucking ball game. And I said it like I said because I'm telling you right now, anybody that plays Kansas State in the combo, and I'm the only reason why I said they, I'm saying they're going to the combo because they damn sure ain't gonna go. They probably not gonna uh, be in the Big Twelve championship game. But I'm gonna tell you this. Then again, I'm gonna I'm gonna take that back. They might be in the championship game because. If I'm not mistaken, the loser actually goes to the uh, the Alamo. Either either the loser goes to the combo or the or the Alamo Bowl. Either way, it's one of the two. But the point where I'm getting at is whoever plays Kansas State in a bowl game, you better put the chin strap on and you better be ready to play. And I don't give a damn about who is coming, who who which player decides not to play. Uh, which player think they they NFL ready or whatever? I'm telling you right now, you better have whoever you gonna have for that bowl game against Kansas State. They will be playing and they they playing everybody. I'm telling you, they gonna be ready to play. All right. With that being said, I said I'm gonna talk about nobody outside the top ten, but that's the part of the one thing I will solidify a true testament of a team that I believe personally. They would never. They probably won't even if you put Kansas State in the in the top four. They would not win the national championship. But I guarantee you, you're gonna get their best for the four quarters. That's the type of team I like to. I, that's the type of team I like to see because in some aspect, that team will beat you in the fourth when you think your game is is won. As who was it? Michigan State. Was it? I believe. What, what, no, what, it was TCU. Was it TCU? Who was it? Hold on. Hold on. I, I I remember the game. Was it TCU in Oregon? But it was one. It was somebody. It was a few years ago at the Alamo Bowl. I believe it was Oregon. I believe Oregon was in that game. It might have been Oregon and TCU. One of them thought the game was won in the fourth quarter. Lacked off, actually lacked off, actually halfway through the third quarter, lacked off, and then the other team put unanswered. I think the other team, whoever, the team that won, that, that came back and that did the comeback and won, they put like 24 or 27 points unanswered, something like that. <laughs> I'm just, hey. I'm just saying, Kansas State is a team that will you gonna you gonna get four quarters of football. I like teams that are gonna give you four quarters of football and don't give a damn about their rankings nor they, they their record. <laughs> um, 
But like I said, it ain't about them. They outside the top ten. They weren't gonna be in this conversation I'm about to have because even the top the number ten team in Utah, um honestly, Utah plays Oregon. I saw the game. I, like I saw not say the schedule, but I know what the this week's games. Yeah. Because I believe, or yes, yes, I was right. Utah plays Oregon at Oxen Stadium, and let me let me put it this way: UCLA had to go to Oxen Stadium; they lost. Washington went to Oxen Stadium and beat them. Oregon's coming off a loss. This game right here is for a trip to the Pac-12 championship game because they play basically everybody. Basically, yeah, and they play everybody. They don't got t- they don't got ten teams or something like that. They played everybody played everybody basically. Oregon, excuse me, Oregon and Utah. This game is at nine thirty Eastern. This is nine thirty Central. I'm in the Central. Zone. This is nine thirty Central. This game is basically after the uh, UCLA uh, SC game, or they say this game gonna start like during the fourth quarter of that game. I'm gonna t- and honestly, I'm gonna put a pass that that game goes well over ten, well over ten o'clock too. So I'm gonna be, I'm gonna be just keep it one hundred. Uh, Oregon wasn't gonna make it to the, you know, they weren't gonna have, they they don't have a, they ain't an outside shot of. <laughs> They don't even have an outside shot of getting into the top four. But but to be real with y'all, they are Utah's in the top ten. Utah all year long had played Florida, BS played Florida really, really hard in a very sold out game in a win a little bit of win. But had some rain, very wet, very slick, feel at at the swamp. Came out just <laughs> what six yards from winning that game, and um, and six yards at an interception for beating Florida. Take that account. That's one of their losses. The other loss is to UCLA in the same fashion, but different, but better weather. UCLA ran the ball better than Utah, and UCLA did something that Florida couldn't do, and they was able to pass better than Florida. Don't do, just think of this. I want everybody to just put it in their pop and smoke it. They don't lose to Florida, and say even the fact they still lost to UCLA, but didn't really get blown out as much as they did, because technically UCLA blew out. Utah. Let's say Utah only still have one loss, and they beat SC. They are literally the outside looking in. They outside just outside looking in. They on the skirt of needing either Ohio State or Michigan to lose, TCU TCU to lose. 
SC is sitting in the driver's driver's uh, driver's seat for the Pac-12 right now. The ten, the only team that SC has lost, which SC is number seven in the country, the only team that SC lost, and the only reason why I skipped the other two teams as in Alabama Clemson, because they are very irrelevant at this moment, and I don't understand why they're in the top ten. Like I'm being dead ass serious. Don't understand why they're in the top ten. What is the point of them being in the top ten? I really just switched topics just that, just that quick, and I, I'm gonna come back to number seven in a second. But why are Alabama and and, and Clemson number uh, number eight, number nine? I don't want to hear about no prestige. I don't want to hear it. Their rankings are going to screw up bowl games. I need I need I need people to understand where I'm going with this. I don't care about the money. I I don't care. I, I know they care, but I don't care because at the end of the day, they are not part of the top ten teams. Both Clemson has one loss, and it was a bad loss. They don't even need to be thought of right now. Their conference, and matter of fact, the way North Carolina's playing right now, North Carolina might beat the dog out of them in the ACC championship game. Then Alabama's just there. Why? They take his space up. I'm like Joe Budden in in that uh that that uh gift clip. Why? You're taking up space for a team at, at, at sit that number eight. And let's play. Let's play devil advocate right now. Let's play devil's advocate. All right, we, I said those two teams don't even in the top ten. So that pulls with where Oregon loser. I would say as more of an it probably be a stretch, but North Carolina has one loss. And Penn State lost to the two teams that sit at number two and number three and almost beat the number two team in the country. I want people to realize something. Alabama Clemson are holding spots up for where the true ranking should be. As much as I gave, I gave a lot of grift to Penn State this season, even though they only have two losses to the two teams that's sitting at number two, number three, they should be in the top ten. As well as Utah, because of people losing, as well as one more spot, and that would, would have been... So, excuse me. Would have been North Carolina. I would have jumped North Carolina over Oregon, and I would have put North Carolina at number somewhere in between eight, nine, and ten. North Carolina has one loss. Like Matt Brown is coaching his ass off. They have one loss, and that was to Notre Dame by. 12-45-32. And that was at Chapel Hill. That game was at Chapel Hill. I watched that game. Technically, Notre Dame ran them. That, that's when the, the season for Notre Dame flipped, hit the switch for them. It was the North Carolina game. Because remember, North Carolina 
should have lost to Appalachian State. North Carolina should have lost to a Georgia Georgia State uh, Georgia State. And remember, they got one loss, and that was the Notre Dame. North Carolina should have three losses right now, because after the Notre Dame game, they have ripped off six in a row. They have scored a close. They went. They beat down Virginia Tech, put forty-one up. Close game against Miami by three points. Close game by Duke by three points. But that's a rivalry game. I, you know, I dismiss. You know, I take rivalry games to the side. I take the Virginia game. A lot of people don't realize North Carolina, Virginia. That's a border war game. Take that to the side. Wake Forest, but rivalry game. Take it to the side. It is what it is, it's not, and that's a conference rivalry game. On top of that, like Duke, like Duke. That's a conference rivalry game. It's not even just a conference, but it's a true rivalry game. It's in state rivalry game. And then, so you take, and even though it's a win is a win. So let's take the in-state teams out, or in-state and Virginia out of the equation. Whew. Let's take them out of the equation. Pitt and Virginia Tech, and Virginia Tech is not necessarily a rivalry game necessarily, but Pitt and Virginia Tech, They beat down those. They put. They scored 40, 40, 40 points in both of those games. Outside of car, outside of the the in state in state games, they put forty some points in 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 two in two out of the four two out of the six games, in uh the six games in a row they won. The other game, the only other game that was not in state but in conference, in state was not in state but a conference game was Miami, and they won by three. Probably because they had a bad, they had a letdown game, putting up forty-one against Virginia Tech. Just being honest, they did the same thing after they put up forty-two against Pitt. Had a letdown game against Virginia. Happens, and it was at Virginia. On top of that, but let me put it this way: they finished the season three games at home against Georgia Tech, which is an automatically win. Against North Carolina State, which is the biggest rivalry outside of, you know, quote unquote, I think the North Carolina Duke rivalry is more basketball, but North Carolina, North Carolina State, that's football. North Carolina, North Carolina's biggest rivalry in football is North Carolina, is North Carolina State. Chapel Hill versus Raleigh. That game is at home, ranked number 24. Shout out to North Carolina State being ranked because that's going to help North Carolina. That's going to help North Carolina's case. Then North Carolina plays the quote-unquote number nine team. I'm doing air quotes. Quote-unquote number nine team in the country in Clemson. That should be outside of the top ten, but they're ranked. And they play them at home. The last three, two out of the last three games are key games for North Carolina to make a arguably push to get in the playoffs. So let's put it this way. They lost to a ranked North, North, Notre Dame team. All right? Lost to a ranked Notre Dame team. 
But was it? But you gotta remember, Notre Dame was not ranked when they played them. So you got to take into account of the ranks. You know what the ranks are then versus now. They Notre Dame wasn't ranked then, but they are ranked now. Helps out North Carolina's case. Appalachian State game that was 63-61 doesn't help their case, but they won the game. They are rooting for Clemson to beat Miami this weekend because if Miami beats Clemson, it somewhat helps North Carolina. It kind of helps them, but it but it don't. It kind of hurts them later later when they have to play them. North Carolina State needs to win this weekend so they can beat them at home. North Carolina State, I mean, excuse me, North Carolina don't have a shot to get in the playoffs. But if but if you want to say this team goes eleven and one, or even twelve and one after the after winning a conference, this team goes twelve and one, and is a conference champion. Ladies and gentlemen, we're gonna see them being left out because. Notre Dame wasn't ranked when they played them. Miami is trash. Virginia Tech ain't been the same since Beamer since Beamer retired. Pitt having a letdown year because of their quarterback is playing for for the Steelers, and they are, and they wide receiver Addison is is on the West Coast playing in the Pac Pac twelve. Georgia Tech just Georgia Tech. Georgia Tech is is that that one school in the ACC is right at this moment. They are the they are Vanderbilt of the, of the SEC. But that's what that's what Georgia Tech is right now. And no, and no disrespect to uh, to Vanderbilt because Vanderbilt actually played well this year. They just they just know their schedule. That's an opportunity that maybe Vanderbilt might squeeze in a, you know, they could win two the next two games. Tennessee, yeah. Tennessee could be outside looking in anyway, and they might, yeah. Vanderbilt might squeeze in the sixth game after they beat Tennessee. So, crazy things about to happen the next two weeks. Just want y'all to get prepared. Then we got the big game. We got TCU. Hold on, we're gonna get to we're gonna get to Ohio State, Michigan in a second. I wanna go back to SC real quick. I wanna go back to USC. And how they're a nine and one team. And by the way, this is the crazy thing about it. Actually, I'm about to make this argument. <laughs> Say if SC does win the Pac-12, right? I want everybody to understand the, 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 what I'm about to say. And actually. Where's the uh is the conference championship games the first Saturday in December? Yes it is. Okay. 
So Clemson and North Carolina is will play each other. All right, so I, I was right. Okay, so you got two teams. You got SC, you got North Carolina. North Carolina's outside of the top tier. You got SC that's in the top tier. I'm going to ask y'all a question. As of right now, which team has the better win? i wait because you ain't going to find it. Now, which team has the worst loss? All right, North Carolina. I'll give you that. Because at that time, Notre Dame wasn't ranked. Obvious. Rhetorical. For the next three game, for the for the next three games, and the, when these next three games, it's also included in the conference championship. So these next three games, you got two regular season games, and then you got the conference championship game. SC either gonna play Oregon or SC is gonna play either Utah in a rematch or SC is gonna play UCLA in a rematch. And all three of those teams are gonna be ranked in some fashion. Not gonna say which rank they're gonna have, but they're gonna be ranked. SC has to, but here's here's a trick that a lot of folks got to remember. This is, I'm going in the back into SC right now. There's one particular game that a lot of people is not paying attention to. It ain't this week against UCLA. It's next week against Notre Dame. See, I have a cousin that's SC fan. Big SC fan. Love SC. You know what I'm saying? He throws those up doing the deuces and all that other dumb shit they be doing at, at SC. Anyway, <laughs> um, I told this particular family member that you need to worry about Notre Dame at the end of the season. Let me let me put a pause to that and let me rewind for you in about thirty seconds. Rewind some stuff for you for for 30 seconds. Notre Dame played Ohio State week one. Notre Dame played North Carolina and flipped a switch. Remember, Notre Dame also lost to a Marshall team that's not really that good, but but Marshall caught them at the right time. A week after they played Ohio State. A lot of people thought, oh, Notre Dame going to win blow this team out, whatever. Like I said, 10 seconds left. Hey. We did not have a quarterback at that time. And we still kind of don't right now. So with that being said, that same t- that, that this same Notre Dame team earlier in the season that did not look not to everybody's, you know, even to now, people stay still say Notre Dame overrated. Look at Notre Dame now. Beat down a top ten team. Really was a top four team at that. They they was ranked number four when when Notre Dame beat them down in South Bend. Notre Dame beat down Clemson. Yeah, they um yeah, they 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 played around with, with Navy last weekend. They got Boston College right before SC. 
Hopefully they don't overlook Boston College. Handle your business, Notre Dame, please. But but even that, even then, Notre Dame is seventy three. Teams, teams suddenly sometimes go through peaks and valleys before they get before they overcome. You know, go through peaks and valleys before they get to where they try to get to. I believe Notre Dame is on their way to get to a point where. They're going to be all right. They ain't got to worry about the real true noise. They don't got to worry about, you know, just the pressure and this and that. I had Notre Dame or two, at least a two-loss team. At the very worst, four losses. But I didn't think we were going to have four losses. If we had that fourth loss, I was thinking I was me personally I was thinking maybe maybe that fourth loss was going to be a bowl game Marcus Freeman got these boys playing got them playing good pretty good defense we running the ball well Marcus Freeman got this this team playing physical. All right, ladies and gentlemen, back to present time. <laughs> SC is not physical. They're finesse. They have a head coach that is very finesse-like. He, put, he coached at Oklahoma as a finesse-like type team. He did say he's doing the same thing at SC. Nothing has changed what he learned his lesson from coaching at Oklahoma. And me personally, I'm still gonna stand by this. He went to SC because he know damn well. Mm, excuse me. He know damn well in 2025, even if he stayed at Oklahoma, because I think he still would have been fired at Oklahoma by this time. By that time. If he would have stayed at Oklahoma, going to the SEC, I think that's the reason why he he jumped ship and went to uh went to LA. Oh man, listen, I get it. It's SC, it's LA. You know what I'm saying? It's what, cream of the crop of the of the West Coast team. I don't blame him to go to LA, but I still blame you for ducking the SEC. <laughs> yeah, I'm still going to call you out on that. I think I think they're ducking. I think he will not think he's ducking. Now, the reason why I bring that up, his teams at Oklahoma wasn't that physical unless they felt like it was a team that they could exploit to a certain degree. But if you run, if they, like Alabama, LSU, those, you know, those teams that they did beat up in the playoffs, and a Georgia, 
Smack the shit out of them. They smacked them around. I think Notre Dame going to do the same thing with SC. I'm not even sure SC going to survive the next two weeks. Now, remember, I said that by one other team that's, in, that's quote, unquote, in this top 10 in Alabama. I told y'all, I said, Alabama's not going to win both games against LSU and, and, and Ole Miss. They're going to lose one of these two. Damn near lost both. They damn near lost both. But I told you they gonna. I told you at the but at the end of the day, they was gonna lose one of the two. Well, guess what? I'm telling y'all, SC's gonna lose one of the two to either UCLA or to Notre Dame. Cause I arguably I could understand, I could see I could see SC beating Oregon. I just don't see them beating Notre Dame or SC or UCLA because of they what the way they can run the ball physically. Now UCLA got the better quarterback, and you could probably say Oregon the better better running back, but both of them are very physical runners. Or running teams that can run, and the dynamic that SC got to remember, UCLA got a running quarterback, and he's a better runner than he's a better runner than Utah when they face Utah at Utah. Also, I want everybody to remember UCLA did lose to Arizona. But I want everybody to remember something. Yes, UCLA did lose. SC only beat them by three. And that game was at Arizona. So, common, hey, common opponents between those two teams. It's fairly, you know, UCLA lost to Arizona. USC beat Arizona, but U but USC lost to uh, Utah. But <laughs> UCLA beat the hell out of Utah. Just wanna just wanna let just wanna shake you know keep it honest. I just wanna keep y'all honest about that. All right, now let's get to we ain't gotta talk about Georgia. Georgia's five on me five. I don't. I, I, look, I'm gonna be honest with you. As much as, I'm gonna make this very quick about these two teams, these other two teams. You, UCLA. I mean, excuse me. Uh, LSU, Georgia. I'm gonna be honest. This is gonna be a nice, nice game to watch. But Georgia's gonna win. LSU's gonna lose. They're gonna be at the Cotton Bowl, or they're gonna be at the Sugar Bowl. And I'm gonna be honest with you. You don't want to play LSU. At Sugar Bowl, anybody know what Sugar Bowl means? That is New Orleans. Anybody remember New Orleans? Is that LSU don't lose in New Orleans? Except for when they play Florida State. <laughs> that might be the only time. But normally, LSU don't lose in New Orleans. 
in my lifetime, they have never lost a Sugar Bowl game in New Orleans. Or a playoff or a playoff appearance in New Orleans. Or the national championship game in New Orleans. Basically what I'm getting at, whoever played LSU in New Orleans, you're gonna get your ass kicked. Alright. <laughs> Just put it that way. Uh the same way I was talking about uh Kansas State. Like, you know. Yeah, you just don't. It's just certain teams you just don't want to play either in certain areas or just don't want to play certain teams because the way they are built. Now we could concentrate on, and and by the way, TCU will be fine. I think TCU will be one of the top four teams, so I ain't worried about that. TCU will win the Pat will win the Big Twelve and probably will lose the first game. But it, but just in case they don't. Hey, shout out to you. Shout out to Sonny Dykes and TCU. Now, back to regular schedule program. Let's get to the Big Ten. They have two teams in the top four at number two, number three in Ohio State and Michigan. Ladies and gentlemen, this is sound really, really repetitive and robotic and all that. And right now, I don't want to go robotic or repetitive because guess what? The one thing I'm going to say, and I'm going to say it, I'm going to stick with it, is that Michigan will lose at the shoe. I don't trust the young kid in a hundred and what hundred four, hundred three, hundred four people screaming, hating Michigan. The that that office going to be rattled to a certain degree. I don't trust the kid. I don't care about what the weather gonna look like. I think physically, and I think everybody is really underestimate Ohio State physically. I think this game physically is going to go in the hands of Ohio State with them being at home, with this same team basically coming back without maybe two of their receivers that was there last year. They're going to come back, and I get it. They these they got some young other young receivers. They need to step up, but they got two well two running backs that's good enough to handle their business. Then they got Marvin Harrison Jr. Possibly Jackson, Jackson, Jigma Smith could be ready for that game. Could can't, can't, can't guarantee nothing nowadays, but hopefully he be ready for the Ohio State. I mean, be ready for the Michigan Ohio State game. I'm just be honest with y'all, and I said this at the beginning of the year. I ne- I don't trust Michigan. Michigan might Michigan is a good team. I just don't think they're that good. I think they're just good as a very disciplined, methodic, just smash mouth, running the ball, play action. You better not get, you mess up on the assignment more likely, you know. Yeah, that's where I'm at with it. I'm picking Ohio State. I'm going a week. I know I'm a week early, but I'm picking Ohio State. I said Michigan would not win that game. Ohio State is pissed off. Ohio State is at home. Ohio State, I ain't giving a damn what the weather going to be like. And I'm telling you right now, Ohio State being at home is a different feel from what it was last year. And I don't think they care what the weather is. I'm being serious. Everybody like, well, what the weather is? Ohio State might need it to uh, be, a, a, you know, clear skies and, you know, no weather, no rain and all that. I don't think they care. 
I'm telling you right now, Ryan Day ain't going to give two shits about it. Matter of fact, CJ Stroud ain't going to give two shits about it. Like, I'm just being honest with you. Ohio State ain't forgot about what happened last year. Not one bit. And everybody's just so quick to ride them off against this game against Michigan already. And by the way, by the way, both teams got a both teams got a very good trap game test before they play each other. Michigan, good luck with with with, with uh, Brett Biedema and that Illinois alumni team. Good luck because they are number one in defensive scoring, and they are very good in the back end. So. Michigan is very is better when they just running the ball, but let's be real. When a team, and I understand that Illinois is over there at the west in the west, but but to be really honest though, Illinois is a, is a team that is going to fight you for four quarters. Good luck, Michigan. Cause you're going to need it. And Ohio State, even though Maryland, even though Maryland is nowhere in sight, they're the, they're the what fourth best team in, in in that division. But let me tell you this: Maryland might have lost to Michigan, might have lost to Penn State, probably going to lose to probably going to lose to Ohio State. But but to be honest with you. That's a trap game in itself. And anybody remember the last time, that one time that Ohio State thought they was just going to roll their helmets on the field and then find out they was in a track meet of a game against Maryland? I'm going to tell you something. I was, I said it when they played Maryland play, after they played Michigan. I said that that muff fumble to start off that game threw the energy off of Maryland. They had to find their energy, and by the time they found their rhythm and energy, the game was over. They was they just they was in a touchdown hole that they couldn't get out of. They don't get in a touchdown hole. This gonna be a dog fight. Good luck, Michigan, Ohio State, because one of y'all only gonna get in the playoffs. All right, y'all. Let me talk about real quick. We're gonna close this out, this episode out with uh, talking about the Heisman. I am a one. I am a person that I'm a person that feels a certain way when it comes to awards. I feel like everybody should be accounted. I should feel like every position should be accounted. Hell, even kickers. I believe kickers should be at least accounted for the Heisman. Because I, if it was only one, if it was one kicker I could think of on the top of my head had a legit shot of winning the Heisman, it was Sebastian Janikowski playing at Florida State. Oh, by the way, I don't believe that was uh, Jackson, uh, uh, 
uh, Sebastian Janikowski that was missing those kicks at Florida State. I don't think that was him. But that's not the point. <laughs> Just want to throw that out there. Throw that Jim Stone out there. But, yeah. Janikowski, big-ass leg. Big-ass leg. Yeah. He was one of, them, he one of them dudes. If he was playing now and we had the prime Sebastian Janikowski, he would probably be booting The Heisman Trophy, and this also go into I'm a little pissed off about the NFL and the MVP situation, but the Heisman voting goes all the way until the last game of the regular season. They don't really, they really don't really count the um, conference championships, so necessarily. Um, Conference chef. Everybody thought thanks conference championships. They still can't. They don't. They say they do, but they don't. Pretty much the voting's already been voted. <laughs> hey, the votes are already counted by the time the conference championship games on on uh, December second and third. It, it ain't gonna matter. I'm t- I promise y'all. Um, but the Heisman is gonna come down to quarterbacks, of course. Uh, if you open up to every position. I mean, you open up to positions. Like you, you. Th- this should be a positionless award, and it should be. Orlando Pace probably be the will probably be, if not the only office alignment to win the award, which would be cool. It be would have been cool to see an office alignment win the Heisman Award, because sometimes. Office alignment need love too. Just like the kickers. They need love too. But office but office alignment when you got a dominant, I mean a pure dominant office alignment that cannot be stopped, can you cannot beat them, you can't and you, you you can't beat them. Can't be stopped. And he dominates you. He should be considered for the Heisman Trophy, the same way a Dominic Kisu was was considered, but we all knew that he was never going to win that war because they feel like defensive players have to do so much to win it. It's impossible for them to win it. But but but. But uh, Dominican Sue should have won it the year. I don't even remember. I know it was Cope McCoy. What was that? Mark Ingram year. That was the Mark Ingram year. And can I be honest? I'll be honest. It was really down. It was really between Cope McCoy and, and Dominican Sue. Mark Ingram should not, should have never won that, should have never won that award. The only reason why he won that award because he played for Alabama. Let's be honest. Like, let's be honest. That's the reason why he won that award. He was on an undefeated team. 
Nebraska already had a loss. Texas didn't have a loss. Texas was undefeated. So it so if you really want to be if you really want to go down to the T, Dominic Sue was pretty much third when it came down to it. It was really between Colt McCoy and 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 uh, Mark Ingram. Next thing you know, Mark Ingram wins. Which I'm not complaining because he's a running back. I believe running backs have, have absolutely, absolutely true shot to win it. But you know how dominant you got to be when a defensive player like Adobe Kasu gets nominated? Yeah. Like, Dominic Kasu should have won that year. The same time Charles Woodson wins his in 97, 97-98 season, when a lot of people swore that Peyton Maddox should have won it that year. And rightfully so, he probably should. He probably should have. But Charles Woodson was a very dominant player playing corner and receiver for Michigan, and he had to do both and a kick returner on top of it. He did three jobs. And he took and he helped and not necessarily carry, but he was a focal point of an undefeated team in Michigan to win a national championship in 97. 97-98 season. But he was a defensive back, and we have yet to see another defensive back to even be dominated since then. I talk, I bring this up because it aggravates me because it's all about the quarterback. Oh, they touch the ball more times than this person, you know, more times than this this position. Da, 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 da. I don't care about that. If your quarterback is dominant, I'm, I'm gonna be, I'm gonna just be honest. If your quarterback is truly dominant, week in and week out, all right, cool. Your quarterback deserves to be on the list, on the highest finalist list. But if you just on the list just because you play for a team as in Alabama, Georgia, Ohio State, Michigan, SC, you know, just because Penn State, just because you playing for a prestige name, don't mean you got. If you ain't got the true numbers, and even you do have the numbers. What was your Heisman moment? Because as much as much as as much as sorry, but as much as I'm sometimes I hate when I lose my thought like that. I be having good thoughts too. But my point why I'm getting at is this. Your quarter just you know, you, you I feel like BJ Robinson, we're going back coming back to present time now. I feel like BJ Robinson is the best running back in the country. 
he's not going to get considered because Texas sucks and, and well, not let's say sucks. They just not as good as they should be. But, and they're not trash. Texas is not trash. They got a decent, really good, decent defense, uh, offense that should be humming by now. But you got a freshman quarterback, redshirted freshman quarterback at the helm. You know what I'm saying? Like, B.J. Robinson should be getting, you know, Texas should have beaten TCU last weekend. When you give a star player on a 12 catches, I mean, 12 carries, any just 12 touches, period, that's a problem to me. You're sabotaging this person that should be considered in the Heisman race. But just because what happened in his sacrifice, you're going to have another quarterback in his spot. I'm telling you right now, we're probably going to see about three, four quarterbacks for the Heisman. And it sucks. <laughs> Devontae Smith is the last non-quarterback to win it. And that was just a few years ago. That was just, just a couple of years ago. So, Do anybody realize since, right, I'm about to say since his win, you put his win and Mark Ingram's win, that that's the how long we see a non quarterback win it all. That that a non quarterback not you know as that, that's how long it's been since a non quarterback haven't win it. We're on the verge to see to see that happen again. That's a def- somebody on defense is dominating. Why they're not on the list? Will Anderson is going. He we he. Will Ellison, Dallas uh, uh, Turner, Dallas Turner, not getting not not getting considered, but they gonna battle for the the, the Dorsky Award. Like you don't think defense need be represented? Now I understand the receiver, you know the receiver, you know years right now they're not as. You know, it's not as dominant right now, and I get it. That's fine. That's fair. But you got Deuce, the kid out of Kansas State, doing doing work. You got the kid in Illinois, Illinois, doing work. Jamil Gibbs, and I'm I'm gonna be honest with y'all. The best to me, the best player on Alabama is not the quarterback, nor nor the two bookend defensive ends. It's the running back that is average has the best average per carry in the country. Guess what? He's not gonna get nominated for for, for the award. Bryce Young gonna get nominated. Bryce Young won it last year. I tell I told y'all this. Whoever wins it, the fall the it, Bryce won it last year. He ain't winning it this year. We haven't had a repeated winner since Archie Griffin. There's a reason why. And there was rumored that he could have won it three years in a row. <sighs> I'm just being honest. So if you ask me, Who's my who's who's the three I would pick? Well, 
since you since some of y'all probably didn't ask me, but I'm, 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 I'm going to tell you anyway. But for the ones that did ask me, here you go. Caleb Williams at SC. I'm even though SC defense, even though SC is SC, I don't care. I can't stand SC. By the way, can't stand SC. But ladies and gentlemen, Caleb Williams is the, is the best quarterback in the country. I want the best quarterback in the country on the list. Fine, cool. Name me another quarterback better than Caleb Williams. I wait. Don't 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 say Bryce Young because I don't want to hear that shit. Don't say Hayden Hooker. The Hooker. Uh, was shaking in his hooking, hooking boots at, at, in between the hedges. He done. He ain't winning it. Might have played great against Alabama, but you, 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 you was a two dollar shake at, at 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 Georgia. I I ain't like that. Caleb Williams, congratulations. You on my list for the Heisman. I'm gonna tell you right now. I, I, I can't. I can't give you a third person, but I'm gonna give you another, my second person, and that's Chrome at Michigan, the best running back in the country. Him and B.J. Robinson to me is the two two best running backs in the country. Period, hands down. But let but let, let, but let me go ahead and tell y'all this. Corn probably not gonna win it because you know why? They want a damn quarterback to win it. Quorum is the reason why Michigan's in the in position they that they in now. Quorum should be the winner of the Heisman Trophy right this year. That's just my opinion. Not because I'm wanting to pick a different. I don't want to pick a quarterback. Caleb Williams. If Caleb Williams is undefeated right now, I will pick Caleb Williams. But because they did not beat Utah at Utah, and honestly, he had a very, very, very good game still. But the moment you had to have that moment. Quorum is the reason why Michigan is where they at. Tell me I'm online. I, I wait. I ain't gonna wait because I ain't got that much time to wait. But the point of what I'm getting at, I can't even come up with a third person, a true third person. If you want to throw Hayden Hooker, cool. You want to throw Bryce Young back in there, cool. But guess what? They're not gonna win it. So you're wasting votes for no reason. But that's okay. Don't worry about it. I already know who should win Heisman this year, but we just got to wait and see in a few weeks. All right, y'all. I'm going I'm to get ready to gear up for this next episode. Y'all stay tuned for the next episode, the, uh, episode 18. So get ready for eight, episode 18. We're going to get in the NFL, and boy, I'm going to talk some shit in that one. Y'all be cool. <laughs>